0: Today, Dr. Naomi Wolf joins us and what she is reporting about Pfizer and the FDA is shocking moms. Both knew that among many other negative health outcomes, Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine was ineffective and impaired fertility. Yet vaccine mandates were prolific across the country, right? Well, Dr. Wolf is gonna join us today to discuss the big lie perpetrated on the American public. Welcome to the Moms for America podcast. Each week, special guests tackle the issues facing the moms of America today. Discussions include personal stories and advice on how moms can build a strong foundation of faith, family and freedom in their homes and country. Hi, moms. I'm Debbie Carolitis, your host. And thank you once again for joining us here on the Moms for America podcast. Love it, love it, love it when you are here with us. Already right here on the top of the show, before we get into this incredible discussion with Dr. Wolf, I want to invite you to like, subscribe, uh, and uh, share our podcast. This is how we get our information out. We do need you to like, subscribe, and be a part of our promotion team sharing our podcast every week. Also, I want to invite all of the moms that are listening, if you're watching here today, Please join the Moms for America movement. Have you joined our family? I surely hope so. We are moms uniting all across the country to fight for family, faith, freedom, and the Constitution. How do you join? Well, you go to our website at momsforamerica.us and you join our newsletter, sign up, join the family, and we will connect with you with all kinds of great resources and information to help you on your journey through motherhood. Also, if you have any interesting topics or discussions you'd like to have here on the podcast or just any suggestions in general, would you email me right to me there at podcast at moms for America.net. Again, send that information to me, Debbie Crolitis, at podcast at moms for America.net. I would love to hear from you. Alrighty, on to today's program. Well, Dr. Naomi Wolf is a nonfiction writer of several best selling books about women's issues. She has appeared in every major newspaper and on every mainstream network. You may have seen her. She's co founded the company Daily Clout, a platform that lets anyone be a political advocate and lobbyist. Super cool. She is here to discuss her latest book, a compilation of 46 reports. On what Pfizer and the FDA knew but didn't tell the public about the COVID vaccine. All righty. Well, welcome, Dr. Wolf, to the Moms for
1: America podcast. We're so glad to have you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Boy, this is gonna be an interesting discussion. I can't wait to get into it. But I do want to let everybody know that you are a
1: mama, right? And a stepmom. I'm a mom and a stepmom. Thank you. Yeah. I I tend to stop there in public just because we have security issues. Sure. Um, being a mom and a stepmom is the most important thing in my life for sure. It
0: is. And this is why we love when we get a chance to talk to moms on topics just like this, because you're coming from it, not only from a professional uh, place, but as a mom. So alrighty, and also very interesting from your background, you were considered uh, a self-described liberal feminist um and what are your thoughts on that because I know that you've you've have your own philosophy
1: on what's happened to the liberal uh the liberal mm-hmm. culture. Well, it's very sad um very, very sad. I still believe in classical liberalism, which is you know, human rights, free speech, um, you know, dignity for all, uh, asking questions, critical thinking, but liberalism has changed. So I'm no longer comfortable, you know, really aligning myself with the left side of the aisle or really the right side of the aisle. I really see things in a constitutional, nonpartisan way. So I'm an independent. I'm still a feminist in that, you know, that that term is often mis- defined but um to me it just means you know the logical extension of democracy again human rights um freedom to thrive freedom to you know express your your destiny you know yeah. fully and uh that's my best to answer your question.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay. And you were very highly respected in uh, the liberal circles. And you started, you know, sharing some research and writing about the government response to the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, what happened in the circles that you were kind of in already?
1: Yeah, it's super shocking. Um, In June of 2021, I did what I've done for 35 years. You know, I've been writing about and reporting on women's health issues and specifically women's sexual and reproductive health issues for 35 years. With yeah, you know, this isn't right. This isn't a new topic for you. Exactly, and I was you know lionized um, by the legacy media for reporting on anorexia and bulimia and exercise disorders and silicone breast implants and. Uh, you know, problems with estrogen levels and birth control pills and, you know, all of those things that we know have happened to women and women's health, you know, C-section rates being too high and so on. Um, Mm -hmm. So something very analogous, uh, I thought, was happening in June of 2021, which is women on social media were reporting menstrual um, symptoms, bad menstrual dysregulation as a result of uh, subsequent having received mRNA um, COVID injections. And, to me this is a you know obviously a, a red flag because right. duh you know you don't i'm not a medical doctor um but all you need is 8th grade biology to know that if women are reporting very disordered menses in 2021 they're yeah. going to be fertility problems by 2023 which is exactly what we're seeing mm-hmm. and also the things women were reporting were very chilling like hemorrhages weird tissue coming out of their bodies um, you know, women, women that were in bleeding. menopause for years long, now causing exactly. their period long, again exactly. Right. long postmenopausal women bleeding, ten year old girls who had never had periods bleeding upon being injected, and so on. And, you know, again, all you need are the basics of women's health to know that these are not health healthy conditions these something's wrong if, if only hormonal levels right? right because hormones are so important uh, but also fertility is going to be affected. Um, women's well-being is going to be affected if they're bleeding twice a month or bleeding every day of their lives sure. or having no periods at all um right. it's, it's catastrophic. so I literally just said women are reporting this mm-hmm. and I was deplatformed. And But not only was I deplatformed, um, there was this kind of AI-driven global smear campaign, uh, both on um, Twitter, but also on Facebook and in The Guardian, in, you know, The New York Times. They came after you. All, boy. all over the world, you know, in the, in the same outlets where I'd been a commentator or a columnist for 35 years. She's crazy. She's a conspiracy theorist. Um, and... Really, my whole life was turned upside down. I lost yeah. investors in my company. I, you know, was not uh, my my lecture career closed because, you know, universities wouldn't have me. Uh, Legacy Media wouldn't publish me anymore. I mean, I was literally ejected. For, I was taken off lists, you know. Isn't this uh- crazy
0: when you just you just bring questions forward you want to investigate I mean this is the health of of moms this is the health of children this is the health of society in fact you even say I'm going to make sure I'm quoting you correctly that the COVID-19 pandemic was fundamentally has fundamentally remade human relations capitalism and culture in the west I mean this this is where you ended up can you unpack that a little bit for us Sure, so that's the
1: bigger picture. Yeah. Um, I wanna say before I go to that, that yeah. it turns out who was behind the you know character assassination of me and other reasonable people trying okay. to raise arms about things being said that were not true or that were dangerous. Uh, or things happening that were dangerous, like uh, Dr. Bhattacharya of Stanford, Dr. Kulldorff of Harvard, Sinatra Gupta of Oxford, the Great Barrington Declaration people who were saying, you know, lockdowns are going to hurt our kids, they're going to drive people into starvation. Um, the people who were behind my deplatforming were the White House, uh, the CDC, the Bureau of the Census, the um, Department of Homeland Security, uh, all of these colluded. Uh, in an unconstitutional- how did you find that out? How did you know that? Great question. I didn't know it. Um, I, it definitely seemed like it was bigger than Twitter, right? The response.
0: <laughs> right. You knew there was a, a like a, almost a global movement to
1: shut you down. I mean, I didn't fully understand it. I right. I also at that time didn't fully understand how much AI is already ah. uh, creating um, content, so mm-hmm. you can. Could- mirror someone in 120 languages simultaneously through AI. But it it, it was revealed when um, an attorney general of Missouri, uh, I believe his name is Jeff Landry, um, won a lawsuit against the Biden administration. And as a result, it was revealed that these, um, the White House, the CDC, DHS had all colluded with Twitter and Facebook to uh, take down not just me, but other critics of the narrative
0: right and we've seen this collusion we've seen this all working together systematically to impact everything from elections to censoring right everyone all across america that has an opinion um so let's get into some of the stuff that you were discussing and that you were addressing um mm-hmm. what about this 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 pandemic and what you fundamentally thought right. and still think
1: So the biggest picture, which is your quote, you know, and I believe that's probably from my book, The Bodies of Others, which is about the pandemic, is um, basically making the case that what happened to the West, especially from 2020 to the present, really wasn't about a virus. The virus was the pretext. Uh, It was really a, a bid for, you know, redesigning society, societies in the West to get rid of Democracy and human rights and freedom of speech and capitalism and mm-hmm. um, you know our Western norms and beliefs and way of life essentially okay. and replacing it with a, a CCP-style um, communist uh, kind of uh, feudalism and and that the people behind this are an alliance we've never seen before in history. Mm-hmm. It's much more fully um, accepted now, but at the time I wrote the book, it you know this wasn't well known. A handful of organizations: the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, and China. You know, Chinese Communist Party, uh, also big tech companies, um, and you know, big pharma as their handmaiden, not the primary driver. Uh, these entities um, are working together, and they're they've got organizations like the COVID-19 Response Project in which they literally colluded to work together to make sure that the narrative that they were um, presenting all over the world uh, was in alignment. And so many lies were told, and my book unpacks a lot of them, everything from um, exaggeration of the number of deaths through changing how deaths are reported uh, to creating new categories for deaths like pneumonia, influenza, influenza covid um so flu vanished even though you know a
0: lot of this everyone was it was it was trickling out and it was making sense really right if somebody died on in a motorcycle accident but they had covid and we didn't know it they would be considered a covid death right there was all of this manipulation i called it the great manipulation
1: the great manipulation and and the fundamental one drove me crazy because i run a tech company that deals with digital government databases and that sounds really nerdy but there's a reason I'm bringing this up you remember that every day on the cover of the new york times every day in regional newspapers there would be a, a map showing um you know covid surges covid deaths you know millions of deaths and i kept thinking how are they getting that data because it's 50 states right and the data are not uh, aligned across 50 states and they they purported to um present these numbers in real time. Well, they were doing really dodgy things. They basically were making up a lot of the numbers. Like if you go to the Johns Hopkins site, one of the most cited COVID maps, their terms of service are that you can't ask to see the underlying data. Um, And they were also doing things like, um, they would stop counting when Thanksgiving or Christmas started and then start counting again. And after Christmas was over, Thanksgiving was over. And what that created was a spike, right? Which was artificial. And there's no reason with digital technology to stop counting the machine counts. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not like someone's you know missing their Christmas because they're sitting in a room counting. It doesn't work like that. But what this did, did was allow the news to say, oh no, everyone went to see grandma, they behaved badly. Now we have a spike in COVID cases. Okay. Um, you know, there's go back, the fa- back to staying home. Go back, go back inside. The famous PCR test debacle, where PCR tests generate false positives when their cycle thresholds are run high, um, but they just ran the cycle thresholds high, thus generating you know gazillions of false positives. Um, one other example, it's really tragic. In in Massachusetts, one of our uh, colleagues analyzed the death data and found that the average age of people who died with COVID in Massachusetts was 84. Well, the average lifespan in Massachusetts is 82. So basically, they were counting as dying with COVID the population, and I don't want to say this in a a harsh or unfeeling way, every death is very sad, but they were counting the demographic of people who die. and saying this is all attributable to COVID. So basically we, you know, after all of this, we really don't know to what extent, um, COVID killed, you know, what number it's, it's entirely unclear. Um, but what certainly was known from the very beginning is that healthy people under 60 were really going to be, you know, fine. And, uh, Right. It didn't matter. Um, what happened was we were locked down. Children were deprived of socialization, child suicidality, which had never been a phrase, uh, became common. Children were depressed and self-harming, yes. um, being neglected or abused at home because they weren't getting to school where their teachers could, you know, see them and help them, um, you know, families were uh, abusing alcohol, Uh, people were out of work. Um, Businesses
0: were shutting down, people losing.
1: Yes, they were just losing everything. Everything. And what you see a year and a half after the lockdowns is this massive wealth transfer from the working class and the middle class to elites. And then the last thing I will note is that um, when you lock people down and you say you can only engage on digital platforms, which we were really, uh, propagandized nonstop to do, right. Go right. to this meeting, um, Near school, right. school, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that do? Um, and again, I'm CEO of a tech company, so I knew exactly what to look for when schools were closed. Uh, Remote learning, which was a dog industry, right? People were losing millions investing in remote learning. No one wanted to remote learn. Who wants to remote learn? You want to be in a classroom right. with your peers. Um, that dog industry was up triple digits. Um, when you close down Main Street and people can't shop at their local boutique or their local hardware store, Amazon is up 23% right. net revenue. Uh, when people yes. can't go to the library, you know, Google and Microsoft are up twenty. Mm. percent to twenty five percent net revenue, um, very interesting. So, on on. so, so <laughs> right. big and Facebook and you know these companies. I mean, Nintendo again, a dying brand. Uh, it it was going like this. Well, you lock children indoors, you don't let them play with their friends. Nintendo was is booming. You know, double digits net revenue. Right. So, so, big technology. tech was behind a lot of this, um, and big tech made out like bandits, and they harvested all the data of you know kids and classrooms, people doing remote uh work, and 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 now, you know, they largely were successful at creating a post-democratic society in formerly robust democracies like Australia and Canada, and they nearly have succeed and they they nearly succeed in killing off parts of the United States. I mean we fought back hard and we have some important amendments like the First and Second Amendment that distinguish us thank from you. other countries, thank God, but Britain debt France dead. You know, I mentioned Australia, Israel. Um, I mean, there's a post Liberty, uh, West now. Mm -hmm. And that was the goal.
0: There is so much information to talk with you about. I, I, I'm going to try to get through this, but we may have to have you back on another time because you, your information is so deep so far. So wide. let's talk about, um, I wanna focus on your latest book, which published 46 shocking reports from Pfizer. Um, You kind of say that this is the great crime against humanity. I wanna get into this because this is the report that exposes and shares it all. Tell us what it is because this isn't you, this isn't somebody else, this is a team. Tell us about what you put together and how um, you made this available.
1: Yeah, thank you. Quite right. It's it's not me. I don't have the skills, um, but it's an extraordinary project. Um, so basically, due to a court order, Pfizer. Uh, I'm sorry, the FTA was required to release tens of thousands of Pfizer's internal documents that were in FTA custody about the uh, testing and deployment of the mRNA COVID injection.
0: Now, and- real quick, I just want to mention this was supposed to be sealed for 75 years. Am I talking about? The right situation. Explain that for just one moment, because people don't believe this when I say this to them.
1: No, that's exactly right. In fact, that was the next sentence I was going to, to share. These documents, the FDA asked the court to keep them sealed for 75 years till we are all dead. And the court said no. So they the court forced them to release these documents. They're tens and tens and tens of thousands. And they're also written in very technical language. So I was worried as a journalist that um, this would be kind of down the memory hole, A, because no journalist has the time to read through them all and B, because they're written in such um, scientific language. So I put out a call uh, with Steve Bannon's help um, on War Room. Uh, this partnership is one of the great, wonderful um, kind of ironies of this historical moment, because we don't come from the same place on the political spectrum. <laughs> right. You and Steve, you're a little
0: bit different size. <laughs> right.
1: But we care about the country and right. really um, helped right. so much get this off the ground. And we put out a call mm-hmm. Or experts to read through these documents and to write reports um, in language that anyone could understand. So amazingly, and this is really a God thing, I quite believe, 3,500 um, doctors and nurses and um, scientists, anesthesiologists, cardiologists, pathologists, radiologists, um, medical fraud investigators, biological scientists, wow. research scientists, clinicians, people with unbelievable credentials, volunteered for no money to get together in six teams and read through these documents and issue these reports. And Amy Kelly, the incredible program director and project director and our COO and I, um, kind of edit the reports. And now there are indeed uh 46 in this book and a total of 76 now reports that do sadly document the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history. And I will say especially to an audience of moms, in you know, even more shocking than how much damage and and death they knew they were inflicting on human beings generally is the um fact that the uh adverse events are like four to one all the way to eight to one um in women as opposed to men mm. so this is really a war against women and the other thing that you need to know is there is a an obsessive 360 degree focus in these pfizer documents on destroying female reproduction and 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 childbirth and nursing
0: it takes your breath away to hear this um And it almost sounds like this is a great conspiracy theories and this, but no, we, again, we are looking at the documents that were supposed to be sealed for, I don't know what what the legal term is, but off for 75 years, you unpack these, you bring professionals from every corner of the world really to help with this. Mm-hmm. So this isn't anyone's ideas. This no, is it... looking at facts and this is what you're coming away with. The big lie really was that the vaccine was safe. We, we're, we're starting there. It wasn't safe.
1: Well, it, it's much more serious than that it wasn't right. safe. It. I have had to conclude with great reluctance that it's a biological weapon designed to sterilize. Um, and I say that advisedly. Uh, You know, my own independent research has found that BioNTech, which is a subsidiary of Pfizer, created a partnership with the Chinese Communist Party to produce these injections. And they're our adversary, of course. And if you look at the SEC filing for BioNTech in 2021, it shows 100% complete tech transfer from BioNTech to China. Doesn't say to a Chinese individual or to a Chinese company. The SEC filing says to China. And China mm-hmm. opened 14 manufacturing plants for this injection in Western Europe in the last two years and two in the United States, one in Springfield, Massachusetts, and one in Princeton, New Jersey. So today, you know, and really for the last couple of years, when you get a Pfizer injection, you're getting an injection that's managed, manufactured, distributed um, by a, a totalitarian regime that organ harvests its own people, you know, genocides its, its ethnic minorities and wants us gone, you know, from the face of the earth. They want, as my husband, who's been in the intelligence community for decades, says, they want our land, they want our water supplies, they want our energy supplies, they want our uh cyber grid, they don't want our population. And so I believe we're at war, uh, an attack has been waged on us and it's a bioweapons attack.
0: It's just so much bigger than we could ever even imagine. Um do you think that the more you talk about this, we'll get into more specifics. Do you think that people are realizing, do you think that they're reading these books? Do they think that as they look back, they were really putting pieces together of this puzzle?
1: Uh, I mean, we've reached a lot of people through very laborious communication through only independent media, like the legacy media won't touch this, even though, speaking as a journalist, this is the biggest story of the 20th and 21st century. Um, I think the word is getting out. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more mainstream awareness. I don't know. It's hard for me to assess, right? Because right. I, I'm i not in that world anymore. They don't talk to me yeah. anymore. But I'm not, I, I gauge it through kind of my uh, family uh, because I had family members who ostracized me when oh, I was sure. doing this work. And people are like they never apologize, they never say thank you for what you're doing, but they're much nicer to me. Um, so I think kind of word has gotten out about how dangerous these injections are in some circles. Um, yes, the book is selling. Uh, we've re- look. Bannon is the biggest podcast in politics. He reaches almost a million people. Right. So I think what's happening is it's very. Um, compartmentalized. I think there are people in communities throughout America, and I hope in Western Europe as well. I'm sorry, the weird sounds you hear are my puppy, so please forgive me.
0: That's <laughs> well, <here>. okay. <laughs> We've, we're all at home here working, so that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, right. So these, these communities are listening.
1: And then, you do, and then there are other communities like right down the road who have no idea and would think it was madness.
0: So- Let's talk about some of the things that you've discovered that were revealed. Um, where where should we start? Because I've got a whole list here. What do you think are the most important things that we should, I, I guess, at this level, education wise, from these reports? I mean, we've got we we we've got the CDC, we've got Pfizer, we've got the fact that it didn't provide immunity. I mean, that's the simplest one, right? Because you could have five booster shots or whatever it is
1: and still get. Yeah. Um, covid so that started yeah, let, that start started that. sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you um well first I should update everyone that the shocking news of the last 24 hours is that the moderna documents have been released for the first time and um our teams are looking into them and the very first thing that has surfaced in a group called defending the Republic issued a FOIA to get the the documents. Moderna also was trying to damage um, fertility. Hmm. So you had a situation in which it was a fake choice. Oh, Team Moderna, Team Pfizer, both of them behind the scenes were trying to destroy mammalian fertility.
0: And I guess Johnson & Johnson was considered a different type of vaccine, so that didn't play into this as much?
1: You know, we don't have the Johnson & Johnson But I'm sure there's different complications regarding that as well. It is well. a different kind of vaccine, but the things that are, some of the things that are disrupting um, female fertility and male fertility, for that matter, are adjuvants like the 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 stuff that encases, in, in you know, the mRNA. Um, so, lipid nanoparticles have been known for ten years to damage human fertility. They traverse every membrane in the human body, including, you know, they gather in the ovaries. They traverse the placenta. They compromise the placenta. They enter the baby. They degrade the testes of the unborn baby boy, and they degrade. You know, they, they accumulate in the testes of, of vaccinated men as well, and they um, they get expressed in breast milk. Um, so that you know, the Pfizer documents show that vaccinated moms are poisoning their babies by nursing them because the babies are going into convulsions. One died uh, because of the spike protein, the mRNA. The lipid nanoparticles and the uh, polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum byproduct, in vaccinated moms' breast milk. And Pfizer knew this.
0: I mean, I know a gal that told me she she nursed her baby, and her baby broke out with all kinds of um, issues, and tried to report it. Um, oh. I mean, these are things that I know that you're hearing. These are reports from um, the documentation. So, what would be some of the high level ones that you would say to
1: to moms that are listening right now that were really I, great I, big reveals? I will tell you, but can you just tell me what reaction she got when she tried to report it?
0: I know she had a hard time. Um, I can't exactly remember, but I know she went to her doctor. I know she reported it to them and they thought it was kind of a fluke, but then of course it wasn't. Then the baby wouldn't actually accept her milk. So then she started pumping. So I've kind of heard all these bizarre stories around. um, And then you try to put it on VARS and then Bears doesn't... Yeah, you know, it's very complicated, right? Wasn't it even complicated for people that were a part of this uh, testing to even report their own side effects?
1: Or was that something that I had read too? Um, I I don't know about that. I mean, what okay. I know is that Pfizer dropped uh, adverse events that they didn't want to look at. They just cut, cut them. For example, <laughs> Pfizer got... <laughs> They, you know, the 95% safe and effective number that they rolled out when the vaccine first um, was kind of launched in November of 2020, they got to that number by simply removing 200 vaccinated people who got COVID. Uh, the initial numbers were 208 people Um, who are vaccinated who got COVID versus like 172 who were unvaccinated who got COVID, negative efficacy, like you're worse off with the injection. Um, They just removed 200 vaccinated people with COVID, leaving eight vaccinated people with COVID and 172 unvaccinated people with COVID, allowing allowing them to say it was 95% safe and effective. That's their math. So, some headlines.
0: I mean, some so headlines, th- I, I hate yeah. to say it that way, but yes, what would be some of the ones that sure. you are talking about all across the country and that you've revealed here?
1: Um, so, uh, first of all, a month after rollout, Pfizer knew that the vaccines did not work to stop Covid. I mm-hmm. don't know if I mentioned that the third most common side effect is covid in in the in the uh, internal documents of getting the injection and Pfizer's language is failure of efficacy and vaccine failure. So everything that followed all the mandates, all the lost jobs, all the side effects, all the deaths, all the died, suddenly all the sick babies, all the dead babies based on a lie. Mm. Right.
0: I mean, that is, and, and, and all of us did see this, right. It seemed like someone got their second or third booster and within five to six days they had COVID or they were sick from, you know, again, very interesting to know this. What about, what about the, the, the big push to to have the children vaccinated? This is something that was very disturbing to moms to see kids can't go back to school. You know, these healthy children are being really pushed into getting vaccines. What about reports regarding any of that? Yeah. Um, well it doesn't,
1: it, it okay, well, there's certainly children in the Pfizer documents. Um, Pfizer knew this is so heartbreaking. They knew in May of twenty twenty one that thirty five minors had sustained heart damage within a week after being injected. But they didn't tell us, as you may recall, um in, in the summer of twenty twenty one, there was a big push of like, you know, hip hop singers and, you know, cool teenage influencers telling teens to get vaccinated and telling young adults to get vaccinated. Uh, and it wasn't until August of 2021 that the FDA issued a press release saying that there was an elevated risk of myocarditis. So they waited four months and millions of teenagers, um, you know, took it, not knowing there was this risk. Millions of parents brought their kids uh, to have the injection, not knowing there was a risk. and then they slipped it out, you know, four months later. Um, Pfizer hired 2,400 full-time staffers just to deal with the flood of adverse events paperwork that they were receiving and that they knew they would continue to receive shortly after the rollout. Um, Pfizer told and the spokespeople told everyone that the uh, injection materials stay in the deltoid, Um, but they don't. They knew that they bio distribute within 48 hours to every organ in the human body, um, and especially accumulate in the liver, the adrenals, the spleen, uh, the brain, which can help account for some of the cognitive changes and even personality changes that people are noticing in their loved ones. Um, And if you're a woman, they accumulate in your ovaries, as I mentioned. Mm. And this is so tragic because our volunteers have found no mechanism whereby these lipid nanoparticles, which are an industrial fat covered with polyethylene glycol, as I mentioned, which is um in antifreeze. It's it's a petroleum product, as I mentioned, um, they they don't leave the ovaries. So the first injection, some are in your ovaries. The second injection, more are in your ovaries, the first booster, more are in your ovaries, and they don't leave. Okay. So as I as I mentioned, these lipid nanoparticles, they traverse the placenta, so we're seeing uh, compromised placentas now. And I've interviewed two midwives about this, and Dr. Jim Thorpe, a maternal fetal medicine specialist also confirms this from his own practice. We're seeing these nettings of calcifications on vaccinated women's placentas if they're pregnant, um, and these calcifications prevent nutrients and oxygen from getting to their babies in utero um and the cal- and the placentas now are not growing normally so they are like 2 inches too small uh, often and so babies have to be delivered prematurely because there just isn't enough room uh, another horrible thing is that um maternal deaths are up 40% uh since the vaccine got rolled out. Why? Because these placentas fall apart. You know, in childbirth, it's nice to talk to other moms who are, you know, know how important this is. When you have a baby, the body's amazing because, you know, most of the time the placenta will kind of come away from your from your body. And, you know, the the midwife or the obstetrician will check to make sure that it's all there because it's very dangerous to, you know, have it not sure. come away body. Well, now these placentas are falling apart so that women are hemorrhaging or getting infections and dying the way they used to in the 19th century in childbirth.
0: Is this being reported?
1: Are by people? By, I
0: know, but so this is still, I mean, this is, this is, these things are shocking. They should be, this should be front page news, news of any Uh,
1: gynecologist, uh, female health, this is very important. It's worse than you can imagine. There's a section of the Pfizer documents that they had 270 women get pregnant. They lost records of 234 of them, which is illegal. Of the 36 whose records uh, remained, 80% of those lost their babies. Spontaneous abortion or miscarriage. Later in the Pfizer documents, this is report 74, which people really should read on our site. It's a, a complete bombshell. Um, there's this section where Pfizer it has a chart of the, the ways in which they're hurting babies through um, vaccinated mom's milk. It's just this neutral chart that says, these many babies had edema, meaning their flesh swelled. These many babies had convulsions. These many babies had fever. These many babies are inconsolable. And they're just like Mengele, I'm Jewish, so you know I say this advisedly. mengele style science, identifying the way they're torturing babies through, you know, having them nurse uh, vaccinated moms' breast milk without telling vaccinated moms that their breast milk is poisonous. Um, there's another section there that shows two babies died in utero, and Pfizer defines the reason for their dying as quote transplacental exposure to the vaccine. And so this is at a time when Pfizer and the Cares Act had paid obstetrical organizations, gynecological organizations, uh, doctors, nurses, obstetricians, midwives to tell pregnant women that the materials they were were, could not cross the placenta, which was a lie. And Pfizer knew it crossed the placenta and killed the baby. Now, the really, if I haven't shocked you enough, this report was issued on April tenth, twenty twenty one. It went to the white house it went to the cdc went to the fda april 13th 2021 rochelle walensky who is a mother which i can't even believe that she would do such a thing held a white house press conference and announced that the vaccine was safe and effective for pregnant women that she recommended that pregnant women get it and there is no time, whether before you're having a baby, while you're pregnant, or after you've had your baby, that is the wrong time to get an injection. And she had this report about it, murdering babies right in front of her.
0: Horrific. Yeah. Horrific. I mean, I could go on and on, you know, know, but- you can. Well, spike uh, protein, this the spike protein, does this is all boil down to, and again, I am just so- grabbing pieces from, you know, everything that I've ever heard. Is the spike protein at the end of the day the issue that creates the problem or potential problem in someone's body? Or is that just too
1: simplistic? Well, I don't think it's simplistic. You're you're certainly right in what you just said, but it's not, unfortunately, the whole picture. So again, I'm not a medical doctor, but I've been around You know, this again, this is your forte. This is your specialty
0: of writing, investigating women's health, right? Okay.
1: Well, this is for sure. Unfortunately, the injections turn your body into a factory for spike protein. So it's not like however much spike protein you have in your body on the day you're injected, that's all you'll have. It just keeps uh, multiplying. Multiplying. Mm -hmm. That's what I, okay. And and Dr. McCullough and Dr. Risch and Dr. Hodkinson have recently found um, some of the mechanisms for how spike protein damages uh, or causes some of the um, horrible adverse events we're seeing now and the deaths. Uh, For example, they pointed out that the spike protein um, interferes with the conduction of electrical impulses uh, on the surface of the heart, and that's how the heart beats. And that's why a lot of people are found dead in their beds or are dropping dead on the uh, athletic field, because there's that surge of adrenaline, I guess, between three and six in the morning when your body's getting ready to wake up, there's a surge of adrenaline. And the the fact that the electrical impulses are are not functioning um, causes that sudden death. Mm. Uh, so that's just one example. But spike is just bad everywhere. And the wellness company has a spike protein treatment that dr mccullough helped to create which i hope will be helpful um but there's also i'm sorry no go ahead there's also there's also lipid nanoparticles and Mm -hmm. you know this this kind of gives me nightmares because people really have to understand as dr chandler one of our experts put it it's like a shotgun blast to the body lipid nanoparticles because they you know they biodistribute everywhere they go through everything so it's kind of like destabilizing the interior of the body, or um, creating porousness where there shouldn't be porousness, right? Like crossing the blood-brain barrier, crossing everything, crossing the testes, crossing the the placenta, you know. It's going where it should uh, not go. those, Those, exactly. And as I said, we don't yet know how to get rid of lipid nanoparticles, and people really have to understand what are they? They're They're industrial fats, but they're made in China, of course, but literally you can order them by the box over the internet. So this is not like some sophisticated medical ingredient. This is like, I don't know what to say. It's like industrial lubricant almost, you know, that goes into your body. Um, And, and it's covered in something that's an antifreeze, right? So the, the, the lipid nanoparticles. Just that alone. Oh yeah. So so like I've, I've felt changes in my loved ones who are vaccinated. And to me, the lipid nanoparticles kind of explain a lot of those changes. They're so bizarre, right? Because lipid nanoparticles compromise the myelin sheath. Um, It's like rust in the body almost. Right. Uh, And the myelin sheath, and, and this thank God why I didn't take the vaccine, because I have a neurological issue. And I thought, and I read the Moderna's website saying, oh, it goes into every cell in the body. And I'm like, the nervous system is so delicate. How is that going to work? I think I'll pass, right? But it doesn't work because you need an intact myelin sheath for the electrical impulses to conduct um, over a nerve successfully, right? And have the nerve do what it's supposed to do. Uh, otherwise, you get numbness or you get tingling or, you know, things don't work the way they're supposed to. Um, well, the if if there's no, you know, if there's degraded conduction of electrical impulses in the myelin sheath, you're going to get, um, got a lot of weird neurological side effects. patients, Yeah, in the Pfizer documents, there's so many neurological problems like, uh, tremors, epilepsy, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, well, bowel palsy, we oh, heard palsy, it. gambare, right. exactly. So now we know yeah, uh, at least a one mechanism then. for that. And then there's um, brain changes. I mean, Dr. Chris Flowers, another one of our experts, and this just breaks my heart. Like people I love have changed. You know, it's a subtle change sometimes, not so subtle, but they're they can be more, you know, like rigid in their thinking or less compassionate, um, unable to deal with ambiguity, uh, explosive, you know, uh, seeming uh, less able to uh, have prefrontal cortex moderation of their impulses. And a lot of people have, have said that they've noticed changes like that. And I've had several employees or colleagues who right after they got vaccinated, their emails were not comprehensible. You know, they just literally were not making sense And um, if I think
0: they did tell folks, you know, too, you know, you may have to take off a couple days of work just in general after
1: getting it. And I know a lot of people did. Um, So I was just going to say that if you think about it, crossing the blood brain barrier, what Chris Flowers says is happening is brain damage, basically.
0: So some of the moms might be listening to this and saying, I just I can't believe that something like this would happen. I can't believe that this is really where we've come, what this journey has been looking back at COVID, how do we connect the moms? Because there's a lot of our moms out here, right, doctor, that are very, would like to dig deep into this. Yeah. How do they get this report from you? How do they understand what you discovered and the third, did you say 3,500 professionals from Mm -hmm. across the country or globe that weighed
1: in on this? So um, they should go to Amazon or to dailycloud.io and order the Pfizer Documents Research Analysis Reports book. Um, and they should order it for two reasons. One is that it's a life-saving book because you can find your symptoms. You can bring it to your doctor. You can stop loved ones from getting injected. You can understand what's going on you know, with your health or your loved one's health. Um, but also it helps us keep going with these reports.
0: So that's where we got it. All that information has been up. Uh, we've got that there. And then you said that there's a second level to this?
1: Uh, well, there are more reports. Um, okay, since that those will be available that's- at some point soon. Well, they're, they're available now, uh, not okay. in book format, but they're av- they're all available
0: on dailyclout.io. You can
1: okay, see.
0: Daily okay. So that's where they go to see the information. That's the book that they can buy. Um, we're going to be very interesting to hear now what Moderna, what you'll find with Moderna, because I know that this is a passion for you, is uncovering this and educating Americans
1: to what happened with this COVID vaccine. So you're not stopping now, are you? No, we're not stopping now, obviously, because we have to right. save the humanity. But I wouldn't say it's a passion for me. I would say that. Um, you know, it's a responsibility for sure. I mean, people are dying and we have to save them. Babies are dying. Our, our, you know, our kids' fertility is being compromised. We have to just save them. And Getting this information out helps to save people.
0: Closing comments to the moms that are listening about this situation that you've discovered as a mom yourself?
1: Uh, I I mean, I, you know, I guess my closing comments really, I kind of at the end of these discussions, I kind of revert to... You know, I'm not proselytizing, but I i don't think we're just in a material crisis here. I think we're in a spiritual crisis. And I think this is a gigantic wake up call for humanity. I don't know if we're going to survive it, but I'm pretty sure we're not going to survive it alone. I think that, um, I mean, I just pray a lot. You know, I think we are going to need some divine help to get out of this.
0: and hold account- And hold the government accountable. I mean, can we? Can't what can we? I mean, I I know that your team, I know that people all across the country are trying to figure out where do you go with this information. Well, who we have is, who on. is responsible? Yeah. We a lot of people or are held responsible. responsible.
1: I should say, where do you I, go with this? We we have launched two lawsuits, and again, we really need donations and support because they're very expensive. One is in Ohio, and one is in Los Angeles, and we're suing uh the. Pfizer for reckless endangerment and we're suing, and we're asking the Department of Justice to open an investigation for fraud into Pfizer's contracting. Um, So hopefully that will move ahead. Uh, Brooke Jackson who sued Pfizer just was allowed to appeal um, and and see if she can move ahead with her lawsuit. So a lot of people are fighting. Um, It's basically not gonna change until we have a new administration because this administration is bought by China and I voted for it and I'm sorry but that's the situation um and it's not going to change unless I mean I guess this is just like I'm exhausted so I'll just say this it's not going to change until other people take the risks that I took you know mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're upset by it don't just sit there you you're going to have to like speak up and you know annoy your neighbors and you know, irritate your bridge party and, you know, be rejected by your mother's group that won't invite your child to play dates anymore. I mean, I'm sorry, but people are dying and it it will change when every single person who knows about this speaks up about it. And then the culture changes, Mm -hmm. then people, uh, then the environment changes so that um, people do go to jail. Thank
0: you so much, doctor. We so appreciate all of your time and uh, what you're doing
1: and our moms are glad to hear your report and your information. It's so great to talk to Moms for America and to you. Thank you so much.
0: All right, moms. Uh, what a discussion! Disturbing, uh, enlightening, scary. Wow, I don't even know what to say about it. Except if you want to get more information from Dr. Wolf, go ahead to cl- dailyclout.io. It's such a it's a different website here than usual. So it's dailyclout.io. You can get the information be your own researcher. It's all there. Alrighty. So before we leave, I always want to remind our moms that you should check out our website. All of our materials, all of our resources are there on momsamerica.us I always encourage everyone to check out our cottage meetings. It's 12 lessons on the principles of liberty. We want the moms to learn about liberty, about freedom, about the Constitution, so they teach those principles to their kids, right? It all happens here in our homes, at our kitchen tables, when we lay our kids down to bed and pray over them. So moms, you are the greatest influence in your children's lives Go ahead, keep mentoring them. And we have all kinds of great information for you on our website. We are here to help you moms. The culture, the world is going crazy. It's upside down. But we as moms, we're gonna stabilize our homes, love our kids, raise them up, teach them and train them. That's what we do best. All right, moms, please join me next week for another inspiring and informative discussion for moms just like you. We are here every week providing information for moms just like you in every corner of our country. We believe that you mamas are the heartbeat of your home. Love to see you next week. Join me, please, one more time next week. Share this podcast with your friends. And remember, let's keep changing our world, one home at a time, mamas.